let's yeah you're right let's do it now that that's happened let's let's do it <laughs> let's do it do it do it okay tonight on rogue padron cat girls and cat men secret makeouts but not who we want cool space shit hell yeah organ divinations <laughs> god damn it chess <laughs> evergreen tweet on that one evergreen this is rogue leader all wings report in rogue six standing by rogue seven standing by rogue nine standing by rogue three standing by Welcome to Season 20, Mission 3, Episode 156 of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we are continuing with Alphabet Squadron, Victory's Price by Alexander Freed Shadowson. Uh, but before we jump into that, here is a quick reminder of your hosts. If I can oh, find God. where I I'd wrote forgotten a, them all. Quick, a quick reminder of the hosts. <laughs> If Ash, Rogue Nine, was a nice place for a nap, they would be a big plush cushy armchair because they just remind me of being home with family. Aww. That's so cute. It's really sweet. That's my favorite kind of napping spot. Oh, it's Ash a got a nice one this week. Most- oh no, who of us is going to be destroyed then? He's getting roasted this week. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Danny, Rogue Six, would be a mm. hammock tied between big trees in the woods because that sounds really peaceful, but also a little stressful because how do you get down without just falling out of it? How do you get in without falling out of it? Life hack <laughs> to both of those, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You just accept that you're you accept just- accept that reality and eventually the comfort follows. Life hack to both, yeah. to both of those, hammocks are scams. <laughs> I have never- Because once have, you're in, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, like Here's, once you're I, in, it sounds ama- like it was amazing. I've never encountered a hammock that I did not either fall into or fall out of. When I was uh, like 14 at summer camp, me and my summer camp boyfriend tried to take a nap together in a hammock and we both <laughs> ended up like flipping oh, upside down and falling yeah, out. Yeah, that's yeah, so that's a hammock. It's not. <laughs> Heath, Rogue Three, would be a nicely worn couch on a, on a late Saturday afternoon, early evening, because he is a reliable old man. Mm. Very true. <laughs> is it past 7 p.m.? Am I comfortable? I'm probably going to fall it's asleep. A, it's nap time. That's <laughs> the dream. Saf, Rogue Seven, would be a picnic blanket in a pretty field with flowers because she is a mythical creature and also produces allergies <laughs> yeah see that sounds so nice to me but i remember that i'm allergic to grass and grass seeds yep. um <laughs> Saf, how are we so much the same person i, I have also no idea grass. 
Yeah, I did an allergy test because I was like, what the fuck is making me always act up? And then they were like, yeah, it's grass and grass seed. So you're allergic to grass like all year round. And I was like, great. You're just always, you always have allergies. I always have allergies. I have seasonal allergies, but for all four seasons. (laughs) (laughs) Seasonal allergies, they happen in uh, summer, winter, fall, and spring. Mm -mm. I almost forgot. I almost forgot the word for autumn was. I was going to say, good job, Seth. You know the season. <laughs> I almost said April instead of autumn, and then I forgot autumn. I was like, I fall? <laughs> if, you, if you would have said April, I, I would have lost. I heard this. Like, hey, April is autumn here. April is autumn here, okay? That's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm Meg, rogue leader. And I would just be the bare floor because I just gave up. Oh my god, that's like my but ideal spot though, so that makes sense. A nap on the floor is like a tra- it, it, it's a it transcendent experience. Yeah, know? I it's love to lie down on the, on the floor. floor. <laughs> if, you're, if you are tired enough to nap on the floor, it's going to be like good that you fell asleep and it will feel nice that you did it. I think it's the then having to get up off the floor in the yeah. aftermath of taking a that's nap always on the floor. that's always the hard part. <laughs> right. That's yeah. The hard part. But is it worse than trying to get out of a hammock? Depends no. on the hammock. Depends on the floor. <laughs> Does depend on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I think we have to do a comprehensive scientific study on this one. Yeah. We'll have to. This sounds right. Let's get some hammocks. Maps for everyone. <laughs> We're going to spend that Patreon money on hammocks. Hammock Con 2021. <laughs> we got plenty of floors. We just need the hammocks. We just got to get some hammocks. Okay. Okay. Here's a Star Wars question. Oh. What, what Star Wars do you want to take a nap with? Oh. 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 I think um. my, I mean, obviously my ear is Din. <laughs> yeah. Nothing says cuddly like Mandalorian armor. <laughs> Just if he keeps just the helmet on and the rest yeah. of the armor comes <laughs> Just the helmet. Nothing. The helmet stays on. Doho. Yeah. Doho sticks out, helmet's on. An R-rated nap with Din. Just I how you don't see this coming. Didn't mean an R ra- whatever. I'm done. <laughs> Not an R-rated nap. Just a normal nap. Just a general G-rated nap. nap. <laughs> um See, I feel like the easy answer here is Chewy because he's big and fluffy. That would get so warm, though. In winter, I was, I was gonna be say, a good nap, buddy. I was going to say an Ewok because it's like you get the, like, the softness and, like, something to cuddle with that's soft. But, like, you don't have to, like, bury yourself in the softness. And mm. then, right, if, if you're napping with Chewy and trying to snuggle Chewy, you're probably going to wake up hot. Yeah, See, it's kind of is... like getting, getting lost in just a very deep rug. Sometimes it's what I want, you know? A walking carpet, if you will. Deep rug. <laughs> Deep rug. No. Bad bag. bag. It's just weird. Um, uh, the problem is, is that I already sleep with both Akbar and an Ewok every night. Yeah. So what, what could my answer possibly be? But I think I would want to try taking... Oh no, I want to take a nap with Gadrin. <laughs> yes! His forearms will cuddle you. His his forearms to hold me. And like not in like necessarily like a bed position, but like we're like outside, so it's nice and breezy. And I'm just like 
like kind of sitting on top of him because he can take my weight because he's large and then he just got four arms around you and like he can be reading a book if he doesn't want to nap um because it's fine he still has like at least two other arms around me um oh yeah that'd be lovely yeah yeah it's Gadrin. and if you get attacked he'll just kill everybody yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's right that feels good see i don't I don't like napping with people because I'm a very light sleeper, which is my problem here. So I feel like Geode makes the most sense. Oh. Because he doesn't okay, can, Love it. I have another Star Wars question. What is Geode? I, I a rock. I rock. still don't know. He is a, a literal rock. rock a literal rock. But he's a sentient hero and I love him. Yeah. He's a rock he's but he's a, a sentient, sentient rock. rock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I just saw a bunch of people tweeting about him. I have <laughs> not knowing who Geode is and seeing that. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? I, yeah, he's just a sentient rock. He's cool. And I asked Twitter about it, and Twitter, all they responded was like, a good boy and a hero. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this thanks. Is you asked those are all correct. Those are, those are right. Um, like, so my, the two best characters in Into the Dark, Higher Public, colon, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray is, are um, Leox and Geode. And for me, um, being a fan of the Dragon Prince, they have like big Velos and Berto vibes. Yes. <laughs> and I love them. And um, Leox is also a canon ace character, but in a really oh. great way. He's a great ace character. Yeah. He's not like is a stereotypical fuckwit. Yeah, Ask, Dylan, just listen to the Like you can get all the information you need on all these characters. My friend, my friend Dylan was telling me. Well, Dylan was on the podcast. Was telling me that there's one that. <laughs> Ellie, you're like, like my friend Dylan. Dylan's all of our friends. Yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> wow. Something Ash has claimed to stake over Dylan. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I was just providing context <laughs> for the listeners. Do we all get to claim some listeners as our own now? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> Dylan was telling me about an Ace character that looks like Jason. Is yes, that who this that's, character yes. is? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yeah. That's, that's this guy. 100%. <laughs> yeah, he's so great. Um, but yeah, he, I bet he could get in and out of a hammock without falling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I gotta say, he's, he's kind of has, nothing has made me interested in reading The High Republic other than Ace character that looks like Jim Momoa. That's all you need, baby. Sentient. Don't wanna well, speaking of smoothing things out, <laughs> non-alphabet squadron, <laughs> non-alphabet squadron. Let's talk about alphabet squadron. You're going to need a different transition because we were not speaking about smoothing things out before the. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, really out. good point. Really good point. Um, <laughs> leave it in. Leave it. In, leave it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Just out of the blue. Speaking of smoothing things out, <laughs> when have we ever made sense? That's the question. Um, speaking of naps not happening, uh, let's talk about Victory's Price, aka the cost of winning, <laughs> chapter seven and eight. Um, I wrote a lot of this like a week ago, so <laughs> it's gonna be a fun ride for all of us. Last time on Alphabet Squadron, while sending out a secret transmission for New Republic intelligence, Erica Quell is spooked by the messenger and shoots it dead. She lies about its death to Colonel Drongo Soren Keys and agrees to help him dissect it. Um, what's a drongo? <laughs> it's an Australian, um, like, yeah, numpty, you know? <laughs> oh, yes, the numpty. <laughs> Sorry, did I just start? <laughs> no, I know. It's, okay. I know what a numpty is, but it's still not a common? 
<laughs> it's like oh, idiot. You're fucking idiot kind yeah. of thing. You're yeah, drongo. Yeah, yeah. You're bloody drongo. <laughs> you know a numpty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why numpty was the first thing that came to me there. Great. It's a simple advice. You know, you know, popular American phrase. <laughs> the numpty. The numpty. <laughs> We don't even say that here. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Num- numpty, a Star Wars story. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Chestnut Chaddock is spiraling even further into believing she's not wanted by anyone but the children of the Empty Sun. Oh. When she finds the engineering crew mocking her trinkets and religious tapes, she finally snaps and goes full feral mode. Nath Tencent, yet again, has a hero moment while trying to prove his worth to Will Lark. He helps save their ship from destruction, but the rift remains unhealed. Will Lark wants to trust Nath again, but doing so would mean admitting the truth. He is leaving the squadron and going home once his mission is through. You can bring Nath with you. Yeah, you can bring Nath with you. Kairos is injured while hunting buzzdroids and is found by Harris and Jula, who helps find her wounds and clean her blood while respecting Kairos's strange boundaries. Kairos was still rejuvenating when Adan and Ito removed her from her suit to save her life, and now she is incomplete. Colonel Wanker Soren Keys is being his idiot self aboard the Adiz. He worries about his responsibilities, responsibilities to his squadron buddies and the legacies they will leave, considering they're an analogue to Nazis. He has theories about the messenger's knowledge of imperial loyalties and intends to solve its mysteries. Oh boy. I just always want to stop and give you a standing ovation at this point. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the captain is not here. He, Brand, and Twitch are probably visiting Gadron on Solist and having a lovely time while he bitches about the asteroid. Carver is also there because I have decided that he is alive and well. <laughs> Chapter 7, The Royal Anthem of Alderaan. Two that days seems after fine. The... This is fine. That Don't seems fine that we've named a chapter after the Royal Anthem of Alderaan. <laughs> yeah, Alderaan has such positive connotations, you know? Yeah, it could only be good. It can only be for good reasons. Nothing bad has ever happened on Alderaan. <laughs> That's what the Empire likes to say. <laughs> Two days after the Deliverance finishes emergency repairs, they emerge into the <laughs> Chow Verde system, which I know I'm going to say with a shitty Italian accent, so I apologize if you're on the edge. The Chow Verde. I love, I love, I know, which I'm going to say with a shitty Italian accent, so I apologize in advance, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I know I wrote that I'm like as I'm saying I'm like this is not in advance this is too late to be (laughs) you already said it yeah no one ever say that we are not sensitive to the diverse cultural backgrounds (laughs) that the hosts bring to this podcast Italian I'm Italian Italian. and we deserve to be made fun of constantly (laughs) bless you Um, this place is pretty, I guess, because of plasma stuff in space. I don't know why I noted that down, but I did. And hello there. There is a Cathar officer, Officer Catgirl. I love I love a good Cathar. Um, my beautiful girlfriend from Night's Republic was a Cathar lady. <laughs> Hera has a moment of wondering if this girl is even old enough to serve. And then it's like, well, it's not like I haven't seen kids in a war before. <laughs> Hera! Hera! <laughs> Hera, you literally... Conscripted yeah. to 15 year olds. Yeah. Here, it's a bit too late to worry about that now. <laughs> Ciao, Verdi is the latest in a trial of calm bursts that seem to be coming from a malfunctioning transmitter aboard the EDs. Could it be a trap? By the way, it's the best I've got. Obviously, there's dramatic irony here, and we know it's mm. well. <laughs> Captain Arvad asks, What if 
what next if the 204th isn't here? But the Cathara's like, Captain, I think we got him! And Hera gives the order to scramble the fighters. I don't know why that's the voice I gave her, but that's her voice now. <laughs> In the distance, they see what looks like potentially imps fighting imps, maybe? Will is already out with Flair, and he says it looks like actually they're running a drill, and the rebels caught them by surprise. Hera gives the order to attack. She's acting on instinct. And I'm going to read this bit. Uh, the man she'd loved, the father of her child, would have called it the guidance of the force. Maybe it was just tactics. Because Freed fucking wants to destroy us, I guess. Hey, hey, Freed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can we talk? Can we just talk? Meet me in the pit. Meet me in the fucking pit, Alexander Freed. I just want to talk. Meet me in the pit. this. <laughs> Look, it's not me. I didn't do this. I mean, I wrote the notes, but um, mm-hmm. they try to There's take like- out the... <laughs> there's like little things sorry i'm interrupting you this no, is no, it's all good there was in Shadowfall. there was a line where like someone says oh i wish we had a jedi and harris <laughs> like yeah i wish we did have a jedi <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah i sure wish out- we had a jedi yeah this just, just outright sa- this just outright says the love of my life father of my child the man who died horrifically in front of me <laughs> And I'm just like, quit making me sad about Star Wars rest. It's been like three years. <laughs> we'll never stop being sad about that. He'll never stop. <clears throat> they try to check out the Yadiz's engines. Look, I'm going to be honest here. There's no more Yadiz jokes because I used them all up in that first bit. <laughs> <laughs> there's no more in these notes. Please. So don't wait for them. I don't trust you. <laughs> They try to take out the Yadiz's engines, but they're too slow and the two or fourth jump to light speed. They got one tie, but they lost Lieutenant, nope, Lieutenant Tok now to Ock now. Wait, why did you say Lieutenant and then corrected <laughs> yourself to say Lieutenant? Because I like saying Lieutenant, it's Okay, fine. I was like, Seth, you didn't say it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know, as soon as I said wait and went to correct myself, I was like, that's not Seth, it's not what you needed to do it's fine okay it's fine the turns have tabled and now the deliverance is chasing the 204 through jumps like an orator on the third encounter they managed to catch the ids in the tractor beam but a tie flies right into the predator to destroy it and they escape will is shocked at the way that imps are fighting now with already uh doing suicide runs i guess but hero points out that they've never been chased by a star destroyer before the fourth encounter is kind of a victory. They managed mm. to go six minutes, six whole minutes, and take out two ties with no friendly casualties except Jenny Avrimus' accidental seat ejection. <laughs> so they have a little victory celebration. Oh, and it, Jenny. I imagine Jenny probably gets made fun of a lot during that celebration. Yeah, that's it's ejector Tomer. <laughs> <laughs> Nath is being Nath, and Will and Chess aren't super in the mood, but Will is being a good commander. Hera notices that when nobody's looking, he kind of shuts down, though. Um, Yep, (laughs) it's fine. I I don't highly relate to that at all. I mean, yeah, I've never related to that in my fucking life, ever. I just just really like that Hera is very observant of everybody. Yeah, Hera's paying attention to her kids. Yeah, like, she cares. (laughs) I'm glad that it didn't, like, they didn't just say, oh, she only, like, cares about the ghost crew. It's like, she just cares about people in general and is observant and, like, watches out. She loves these kids. Yeah, she's already been like, Absquad is my new babies now. <laughs> and then been like, this is a mistake. These should not have been my new babies. Uh, Chess is arguing with other pilots on who the ties are, but she knows who they are better than anyone else. As in like, who's Char and Blink or whatever. Um, when Hera gets back to her office, there's an unsigned report waiting for her about Chess. And there's a dramatic reading here, I guess. 
I can mess up your face. Chess said. I don't doubt it, Kara replied. What I asked is whether you can tell me about the children of the empty sun. The Thelon showed teeth and leaned back in the little metal folding chair on the other side of Hera's desk. Hera's own chair, sturdy and black, was built into the deck. Apparently, the officer's original owner had preferred to leave subordinates standing. New Republic cracking down on unauthorized fates? Chess asked. Hera tried not to sigh. There hadn't been a good way to open the conversation, so she'd hoped bluntness would carry them both through. She still wasn't convinced she was wrong. I'm not asking because of your or anyone's fate, Hera said. But I understand you got into a fight with your ground crew. Because they stole my stuff. And that you've started preying on the squadron comm during firefights. Chess looked smug. Just once. It was a meditative chant. Help me focus. And I'm sure it had nothing to do with tweaking the ground crew. Hera replied. You want adolescent sarcasm? I can be sarcastic too. Now, all of this should be between you and your squadron commander. If he wants to let it slide, I'm willing to let it slide, and your religion is none of my concern. However... Chess stared at her, impatient and apparently oblivious. In that moment, Hera was certain the accusation was false. As difficult as Chess could be, as destructive as her behavior sometimes became, she wasn't stupid. <laughs> but Hera had a job to do. I need to know the truth. I received a complaint that you've been in contact with the children, and that you've sent an unauthorized transmission from the Deliverance. That you gave away our location, and Shadowing found us the same way we've been finding them. That you're indirectly responsible for what happened with the sabotage trades. She went on before Chess could answer. Is there anything about that accusation that rings true? Anything at all I need to know as someone responsible for the security of this ship? Chess shifted in her chair and cocked her head. I heard Stormvane was making out with an ensign in the medbay. Do you need to know that? Hera waited. The accusation, pilot. <sighs> Fine. No. There is nothing about the accusation that rings true. All right. Hera did, matter of fact as she could. You're dismissed. Chess rose with the grace of a dancer, dipped her torso in a bow, and marched out of Hera's office. You could have been more supportive. Kara thought and rubbed her temples with both hands. If Chess had fallen in with 1,000 cults springing up across the galaxy, at least she hadn't picked some Neosith society or a band of hermit solipsists. Kara had read the brief on the Children of the Empty Sun before calling Chess in. It wasn't more than two paragraphs long, but it indicated the children had done at least as much good for the people of Cerberon as harm. It's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> if so only they had, good. If only they had their therapist still. Oh, if only. If only. Uh, Stormvane, you dog. Listen, Stormvane almost died. <laughs> yeah, Stormvane almost died. I can't blame him. You get to make out with anybody you want after you almost die. I I love that, like, Hera's response. I'm going to not shut up about this because I love Hera. Yeah. Um, I love that Hera's response to Chas being a dick to her is like, well, I probably could have been a little bit more supportive. I'm like, no, yeah. Hera, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine, Listen, Hera. Listen, it's a, it's a, this is not your fault. It's a mom of a found family thing. <laughs> She's trying her best. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know all your kids are a little bit out there. <laughs> yeah. Or they Maybe wouldn't they need you as a mother. <laughs> <laughs> back to Quell. I don't know why I said back. We haven't visited her yet this episode, but we're back to her. 
<laughs> the two of fourth is getting awfully suspicious about how the rebels keep finding them. So they've sweep <laughs> seems awfully coincidental that they keep finding us. <laughs> so they I wonder the if something I wonder new, what 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 new element could have been introduced that suddenly the rebels can keep finding. Right. Like, <laughs> I feel like Soren Keys has to know because it's so obvious. I you'd say that, but he is an oblivious man at the best. He of is a numpty, especially when it comes he to is a numpty. He is a numpty, yeah. <laughs> uh they sweep the ship. Oh my god, it's got nail stuff all over my hands. We're fine. Um they sweep the ship with scanners. <laughs> This is not the first time I did this recording. This happened last time. I know! (laughs) (laughs) They've swept the ship with scanners and tried to look everywhere to find any trackers, but they've had no luck. Quell is really hoping they don't find her stuff because she has no idea how to get out of that. She's not a good liar. No. (laughs) But fuck it. What else is she going to do? She's not really cut out for the uh, uh, double secret double agent lifestyle. (laughs) She's really not. She sends one more converse when she can and then destroys the transmitter and burns it to dust in the incinerator, I guess. Um, When they're attacked again, she stands by keys at the bridge and doesn't intervene or anything. She did not blink away tears. She rode helplessness like a raft on dark water, unsure of where she would land and carried ever forward. She just has to listen to people dying and do nothing. And once again, Keyes finds a way out of this. <laughs> when the freighter was jolted, he fell to all fours, cat-like. Colonel <laughs> Catman! <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very funny image. <laughs> I still, like, I still don't have, like, a picture of like how I picture keys because I had a picture of like Devin, but I hate keys. So So he's not allowed to be Devin. Right. So like, I don't really know what he looks like in my head. So it's just just kind of a meme of like (laughs) a poorly sketched person being a cat. That's basically what I have in my brain as well. Yeah. Um, Quell, who is not a cat man, just smashes her nose and breaks it. She curses Sindula for not just killing them all and being done with it. Uh... They have... Yeah. That's... She's fine. They have a funeral for Gar Lycan, who Absquad had called Snapper, and Quell goes because she kind of can't refuse. Grandma used to do the memorials, but now seems to have fallen to keys, though he lets Captain Armanoth, which I just say because I like it, lead this one. He okay, starts but- with the... Ri- Sorry, yes. can we talk about Garl for a second? Yeah, Garl. I wanted to talk about Lycan, but we could start with Garl. There is Garl so, Lycan. Garl Lycan. There are so many names in the. It really has big, like, I said this last week, it really has big, like, me making up NPC names in my DD <laughs> campaign on the spot yeah. energy. It really oh feels like, um, it can't has big him, Space Jumpers energy, honestly, as well. Can't call him Carl. What about. okay i have a joke are you ready yeah yes yes i'm ready what did the member of the lepistostiformes an ancient holosteinian order of ray finned fish say when it found something that was very pleasing to it what did it say what did they say gar lichen That was really good, Danny. Thanks. I, I workshopped it for a while, so I'm glad. Yeah, that setup was perfect. Damn. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, the rest of us can't make any more jokes. I guess. Amazing. 
It's great because they called him Snapper too. <laughs> yeah, Different it works. It works. <laughs> it works in so many ways. Um, no. I feel like this has a lot of like spiritual successor to X-wing energy with its names. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Here's where's Jart. Oh well, we have Garl. We have Garl now. Got it. <laughs> um, he starts. Aminor starts with the ritual way of doing Mom, things. By Mom, can we have Jart? We have Jart at home. <laughs> we have Jart at home, and I I hand you Garl instead. Jart at home is Garl. <laughs> I'm so sad Garl died because now we can't talk about him later on. We will still talk Never about Garl. We will still talk about him. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Diet Jart, Garl like him. Sugar free Jart. <laughs> I mean, Jart died too, so... Yeah, that's true. Jart did die and Somehow as well. he's still with us. Jart will still never us leave us and neither Jart's, will Garl. Jart and Garl's spirits are always with us. Oh, I kind of ship them in the afterlife. <laughs> Only in the um, afterlife, though. Only yeah. in the afterlife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Captain Arminoth starts with the ritual way of doing things with the memorial by announcing who is being elevated to take Lycan's place, which is Candine. Well, um, dude's still sticking around. <laughs> Can't get rid of Candine. I also uh, like he... how their traditional way of starting the funeral is to say, <laughs> the new Garl Lycan is Candine. <laughs> yeah. We're replaced Garl is dead. Now let's pay our respects. <laughs> yeah. Not buried yet. <laughs> But here's the replacement. <laughs> However, here's the replacement. That seems typical of Perials, honestly. Um, he stops and then starts talking about how Lycan saved his life and gave him hell for it ever since. Quell notices that Cheroy and Gargovic, I really just want to say this like I said, Gargovic, um, are holding hands. <laughs> Who are oh. they? Who cares? They're hand holding. Oh. <laughs> Quell forces herself to remember Cerberon and all the suffering she has caused. All of them are responsible for a lot of suffering, but that doesn't help her feel better when she's at a funeral, which is, you know, kind of fair. That's right. Even fascists hold hands. Even fascists hold hands. I don't think you're supposed to feel better about being at a funeral. Yeah, I don't think so. She's she's not good at dictating how she should be feeling at any given time, which is why she needed a therapist. Erica, why do I feel bad at this funeral quell? (laughs) Right. It's a funeral. <laughs> it's a funeral. Spoiler alert. That's, a, that's one ever... reason to feel bad at a funeral is you're at a funeral. Yeah. You, ever, you ever just have your therapist go, okay, let's unpack that. I feel like that's every time like Quell opens her mouth. In yeah. It's every time Quell is on the page of like, oh. Yeah, it's like, time to unpack that then. Mm. <laughs> yep. Um. <clears throat> Fra Raider, who is also a character, <laughs> pulls out some spice and offers it. Um, okay, Fra Raider. Fra Raider has just some spice. <laughs> a wild Fra Raider um, appears. Why you got them drugs? <laughs> um, Quell, is, is spice closer to like hard or is it like star weed? I think it's. it's I think it's the harder. It's closer. Drug. I feel like it's close to like. It's somewhere in between cocaine and something else. Speed? Yeah. No. It's yeah. It's like a like a harder one, but not an uncommon. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um Quell is like, uh, I think she's trying to <laughs> entrap me, so if I accept she'll turn me in. Um but she's then... trying to entrap me at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Quell is 
Rachel's really bad at reading situations. Um, and then the quote, but Rita started crying when Quelle refused and they awkwardly hugged. I'm glad you're alive, Rita said. And Quelle quickly made her exit from the hangar. Oh. <laughs> Here, you want some drugs? No. Start and crying. she starts crying. <laughs> okay. She really <laughs> wanted to share her drugs, okay? She really wanted to share her drugs. Um, freeze stops Quelle when... Freeze? <laughs> yeah. I read, I read Fry and Keys at the same time. Um <laughs> Keith stops Quo when she tries leaving and tells her to walk with him. And I've always wanted to tell someone walk with me, so I'm jealous. <laughs> He's worried about their people dying, and Quo thinks they're always dying. He Come makes on, he makes her agree to something. I think I think he makes he tricks her into agreeing to flying, which she didn't intend to agree to, but he kind of just like tricked her into it. Um, on the deliverance, they're minorly celebrating Snapper's death. <laughs> There's cake there, which is quick rice corn slathered in mint frosting and i kind of wonder if this meant to be cornbread not just corn star wars food sounds it's just miserable corn. it's like it's you got live squids can you can you imagine you live squids and soup corn whatever the hell that is no no <laughs> i'm now i'm just frosting. thinking of like an instant ear of corn like the powder <laughs> becomes an ear of corn and then they put peppermint frosting on top Wow, life is dismal in Star Wars. Star Wars sucks. Why is Star people Wars go to Galaxy's Edge? It's not even mint frosting. It's they, just straight up toothpaste. Do they sell this quick rice corn and mint frosting there? Oh my god, I would go to Galaxy's Edge so that I could buy toothpaste corn of the cob. It's ten dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, in fucking dollars. I'll just get my own corn and my own toothpaste. Yeah, I don't Again, need their help. Add this to the agenda for Rogue Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I will. We got to make Star Wars food. <laughs> oh God! How the hard Star could Wars it be? live squids, peppermint corn. <laughs> got to get I that live squid chowder. Like, and those cocktails are actually pretty good, but the rest of it, I'm like, hey. Oh yeah, I forgot about that cookbook. I mean, the, of course, the cocktails—it's booze. Like, it's yeah. just how can you go wrong with that? Yeah, you could. You if could. Your booze has a live squid <laughs> yeah. in it. I, I would love a live squid in my alcohol. <laughs> I don't know if I would, but you can have my drink if there's one in it. Can I just I have mean, your squid and you can it. have the rest? You of can the have drink. my squid, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take everybody's squid. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of squid, Will is proud of his pilot. Like uh! probably a squid. There's no sign, there's been no sign of blink. Um, and he's sort of attempted contact, but has nothing to say. They have new enemies now, Dizzy and Brew and Spitzy, because I guess, I don't know, they're getting original with names. I don't fucking know. Will lets his pilots do what they need to do to be in the mind zone. I don't Spitzy just kind of killed me. Spitzy. Spitzy just kind of took me out for a while. <laughs> Good pet name. For a pet. <laughs> no! It's is that what that is? <laughs> hey, Spitzy. <laughs> this is my Spitzy. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. What do you have to do the nickname Spitzy? That's the question. <laughs> you spit. You spit oh, outside. You need to answer I... that question. <laughs> yep, you asked it. <laughs> hey, Seth, where does the next skirmish take place? <laughs> okay, okay. Get tip noise system. Mm. I need I need more glottal slops slops in there, but I try my best. Get tip noise system. Glottal slops is a terrible phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. It leads to spitzies. 
It does. Oh. Um, <laughs> thanks, Freed, for that one. <laughs> and I think that's the worst one yet. Um, in an asteroid Sorry. field, Kairos. They're in an asteroid field. That's where they. That's where they jump out. Um, just surrounded by asteroids and shit. Kairos asks what Ab Squad is meant to do, and Will tells them that none of them are maneuverable enough for this fight, which is fair because it's a B wing, a Y wing, and a U wing, <laughs> and to stay with the Deliverance. <laughs> They really need to replace their X-Wing pilot. They really Alpha need another squadron. Alpha Squadron is such a bunch of shit. <laughs> it's like one one fast ship and then three really slow ships and one's a shitty They're wild. like, we've got a Y-Wing, a troop train, and one fast ship. <laughs> what a choice they made. I love that the U-Wing isn't even supposed to be like a combat ship. It's no, literally a troop train. It's not. <laughs> but she makes a one. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a nasty fight in Asteroid Field, but they might not have another chance at the 204th before another Cinder. The Ties retreat to the UDs to jump, briefly leaving the freighter unguarded. Will orders his people to close in. One Tie sticks with them and shoots at the asteroid, sending shrapnel flying towards the pilots and separating them from Will and his faster A-Wing. Kairos says she'll pursue the Tie and tells Will to go after the UDs. Chess says, there is no violence in gravity. The empty sun consumes. Mess up their faces. Okay, Chess. I love her. Just, he's about. Chess is, is just that fundamentalist Christian at your workplace that keeps trying to tell you about Jesus. No, you know, she's also a feral child. I don't. Well, want and I'm still, I'm still not convinced Jesus. that she's not doing all of this ironically. I mean, I think part of it is definitely ironic. I really mm. want to believe that she's doing all of this ironically. I think she thinks she's doing this ironically. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She's wrong because she wouldn't like when she's sad hear Lettuce's voice be like, "Do they really care about you, Maya Halleck?" But like, mm, mm, yeah. Mm-mm. Will's about to let off a concussion missile at the Yadis when he hears Quell's voice telling <laughs> them to withdraw immediately or be destroyed. And when I first read this, I highlighted this and just wrote "fuck" in all caps. Yeah. Huge fuck. Huge fuck. He's already loose the shot, though. Chess swears and T5 squeals and everyone else goes silent. Will is too shocked. Actually, no, Hera mutters quell over the comps. Will is too shocked to notice an exploding asteroid behind him until the shrapnel smashes into his fighter. Quell is shooting at him. Technically not shooting. Well, no, actually, no, she is shooting at him now. Um, then she leaves, joining the freighter as it jumps away. And they're all left going, what the hell? Chapter 8, Glory of the Empire. The Imperial March. Boo. I did not realize the Imperial March was canon. <laughs> yes. The Imperial the March is canon. The Imperial there's Band. The, there's the um the major version, the, the the version in a major key in uh uh Rebels, where it's used as like a Empire Day celebration. Empire oh, yeah, right. Day! I about that. Empire Day. Um, this could also only go well. Why is everyone looking at Nath? Uh Chess wants to know if intelligence knew that Quell was alive. If if Nath knew. And he's like, no, we didn't, we honestly didn't know shit. But he is wondering if maybe he should have known. Mm. We must find her, Kairos says. Then she says it again. We must find her. Kairos is sure that it was Quell in that ship. And she's just mad that everyone else is arguing. She also is like, she did vile things and she needs, we need to find her. Yeah, which is true. Everyone is yelling and Nath wants him to shut up so he can think. (laughs) I just want to say in my notes, I basically highlight every single thing that Kairos says. So we did check my notes so I could read this bit, and it's just, we must find her, Kairos said. We must find her, Kairos said. It was her, Kairos said. It was her, Kairos said again. Like, why did I highlight all of those? 
because you have a problem. I do have a problem. And we mm. now learned that Kairos is very fixated. Kairos is very fixated on Quell right now, which is probably why I wanted to Neth turned away, placing a palm against the White Wing's hull and tuning the others out. They were too much of a mess to be useful. None of them had ever come to grips with the fact that Quell had massacred millions on Acronis. Will had trusted her. Chess had, well, Chess hadn't known how she'd felt about Quell even before the war crimes had come to light. And Kairos mm-hmm. was Kairos. <laughs> Kairos was Kairos, as always. Hero collapses and tells these kids to stop it. Nath had never heard Cinderella so cold, but she'd been close to Quell too. Hero tells him, <laughs> what? Like, that's such, that's such like a teacher move, right? Like, I'm just yeah, imagining. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm imagining. Yeah. And all of them turn like, around, they're like... <laughs> right, like, I just imagine out of everyone in Alphabet Squadron, Will immediately just goes... <laughs> yeah, he starts clapping. <laughs> if you can hear me, clap once. If you can hear me, clap twice. If you can hear... And you never want to get to four. Nope. If, yeah. if, you, if, if you have to get to four, you have big problems. You are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she tries to steer the topic away from Quell because that is not productive right now. Hera tells them that they're pretty sure where the two of fourth is headed next. Chidawa. Thank you, Freed, for an easy name. Nath asks if that's the one with the phenomena, but they don't go any further into that, so that's going to be fun. Chess just wants to yell about Quell, obviously, but stopping the two of fourth from destroying Chidawa is a bit more important right now. Um, I definitely, when I whenever I read the name chadawa i always have the emphasis on the chad part so sorry i will i will fix my i'm i'm just like oh it's a planet full of chads (laughs) it's a chad planet (laughs) it's just a bunch of chads that we never want to go to (laughs) look i do want to go there because it sounds cool as hell it does sound cool it sounds pretty murdery it's too cool for chads um, I'm going to read this bit because it's gross and I really love it. <laughs> the helmet seemed to adhere to her flesh, gripping her skin and suckling the neck of her suit. In a mad vision, she saw herself tearing off in pieces, ripping away chunks of rubbery armor to reveal blood beneath. But then the helmet came loose and Erica Quell tossed it away. It snapped back, dangling from her chest on its breathing tubes. She gasped for oxygen and rang gloved hands through silk hair, listening to the cheers of her colleagues and wondering if she would vomit. I just, I just think that's neat. <laughs> Is like, it? I don't think neat, neat is the word <laughs> I would use to describe what I just heard. It's pretty gross. <laughs> it's pretty gross, which is why I love it. Uh, Frarita tells Quell that she's gotten better at flying, and Quell just says that she maybe has purpose. She had to do it. She has no excuse for why she's suddenly better at flying after not flying since the crisis. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, she did, though, have to do it. She had to stop the fight there, or else the asteroid field would have destroyed so many fighters and taken so many lives, and she wasn't willing to have that happen. Raider said that she looks like a mess, and like, yeah, Quell has the whole brittle bone thing. Um, and she's surprised that Raider remembers that, because her old squad weights actually knew her, and she had trusted them once. Quell Uh-oh. wants to ask why, yeah, why Fra Raider is being nice to her, but she doesn't. After getting changed, she finds herself back where the transmitter once was. It's her calm down spot now, I guess. She's feeling guilty, tells herself that she should have killed Keys a long time ago. But then would the 204th just go on without him? She doesn't want to risk her cover. Or is she just making excuses for being a coward? Why not both? 
She wished dearly that Ito was still operational so that she could have talked matters over with her therapist. Yes. Um, well, <laughs> Quell, I think you need a, a non-droid therapist, maybe. I do also wish Ito was still around, though, because, yeah. Right. Um, I do, but I don't know if he could really help. I don't, I don't know, know if he can help her could really help Quell right, right now. Mm. Um. She gets called to the bridge, and when she arrives, she finds Keys delivering his cinder speech to Chadawa. Holy shit, it's Colonel Madrigast, Madrigast who was in previous books. Um, after inviting Keys to Sloane's fleet, he'd been waylaid until he had a feeling Sloane's fleet would no longer be waiting for him. Madrigast has no love for Governor Bodanovo. <laughs> Bodanovo. I don't I was so thankful for Chadawa. <laughs> had a throw back in my face. And now you've got this. Governor Bordanaval and her decision to take Chedawa rogue. But she gave them refuge when nobody else would, and his people understand loyalty. He will fight to protect Chedawa against the 204th. Keys tells Quell that she did well. <laughs> Sorry, that was unintentional. No, you <laughs> D's jokes, but you got one of those. <laughs> I got a couple Quell ones. <laughs> Tell Quell she did well. <laughs> yep. He thinks that the last time she flew was Necronus, which is awkward. Um, <laughs> but he needs her for another task they've been acting as haruspecs which is the people who read animal entrails to predict the future or whatever um with the messenger's entrails uh, and he wants to know more over to chess who was pissy at here for acting like the mother of app squad chess she is just accept it um she is mad that quell is still alive and she's mad that she cares she mutters a prayer and has no idea which cult it's actually from of all of the cults that she's listened to yikes <clears throat> all cult cults, hopping yep all cults yikes. were the same cult offering mantras and routine and obedience to fill the cracks in a person's consciousness to keep out the emotional turmoil that might otherwise creep in like a swarm of insects scuttling and eating away at the soul's foundation so at least she's self-aware yeah cults suck <laughs> yeah she wanders aimlessly into a hydroponics lab and finds will um stroking a beaker with plants and i don't know hanging out with the plants <laughs> he's just hanging out with the plants oh what? what a sad <laughs> child yeah <sighs> when he doesn't stop her leaving she pauses because <laughs> that's weird he looks tired as fuck and he's not trying to hide it for once she's just like you too huh they have a like nice moment the chess is still chess and she's like well guess you're stuck on here with me and he's like yep i'm stuck with you but he's not bothered by it mm. Eventually, Will says, I knew you were in there somewhere, Hound 3, which just got me right in the heart. They remember Fadim and Satanique, who she had really liked. She wants to that know beak. why Squad. Sorry. Like that beak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ruining this very kind no, moment. <laughs> it's fine to remind us all. That beak. That beak. She wants to know why Squad isn't like that. Why they're not kin like they were on the Hellion Stair. But that's because this war is no longer endless and everyone has something to look forward to afterwards, except her. And also, you know, Quell happened. <laughs> I feel like every member of Alphabet Squadron needs to just be spending 100% of their time with Will and then all their troubles will go away. And the problem is that there's not enough Will to go around. There is I think they should always spend to time together. Remember when they found that Jedi Temple on the first book and they had such a lovely time together? <laughs> Or you mean when Quell sat up on a ledge because she thought she was doing the right thing about not being friends with them? Yeah. Ugh, Quell. 
stupid. If she'd taken that initiative and tried to be friends with him, would this all have happened? Potentially not. Potentially maybe, yes, still, because there was still that secret of her being on the cruise. Yeah, but I think it might have been different. Yeah, it might have been different. So Hera was right is what you're saying. Hera yeah. was right. She's always, always right. right. Hot takes on Rogue Pod. <laughs> Will asks Chess if he can tell her a story about Endor. Riot had landed on Endor to join the celebrations. Will had gone for a walk to take everything in. He ended up at the edge of a village. Mm -hmm. There was a bonfire, and I saw someone standing alone in front of it. He was a man. I thought he looked familiar, so I got a little closer. When I got a better angle and fire lit his face, I realized it was Skywalker. I'd never met him. I just recognized him from images. Thank God for Chess and Will both knowing it's Luke, or else I might have had another freighter pilot on Hoth moment. <laughs> there were a lot of bonfires at that party. Yeah, I. it's a celebration. Like, Will walking up and watching someone in a bonfire? I don't know. It could have been anyone. I'm sorry, but now I could only, like, I really love this part, but we can talk about it after we fit, get to the end of that part. But, like, yep. imagine Will partying with the Ewoks. I oh know, right? He, will he would, like, just have such a great time with them. Ugh, I love it. I love it. Um, will sees that there's, like, black armor in the bonfire, and he knows that it's Vader's funeral pyre. For some reason, Luke had brought his body back from the Death Star to cremate it, which is just like wild thinking about the fact that other people probably saw this and were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm so glad. Like, this is just, yeah, yeah exactly. And and there's yeah. nowhere in this where Will is like, well, I guess maybe he had a reason he's Luke Skywalker. He's just like, no, that was fucked up. What the hell was that all about? I hope yeah. there's a story in the, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi version of someone witnessing Luke carrying this body back. <laughs> And being like, um, <laughs> um, what? <laughs> whose body is that? What are Luke Skywalker? <laughs> you doing? Um, he says, I don't know what Vader meant to him. I believe in grace and compassion, and that no one deserves to die in war. Even so, I watch Skywalker and Vader, and I can't shake the thought that maybe there are some crimes that shouldn't be forgiven. That there must be some line we shouldn't cross. That certainly is a fandom discussion to be had, but not right now. Yeah. And I I especially like this, this like hearing this from Will um, after like reading Bloodline and knowing how like the Senate reacts to um, finding out that it's also like Leia's father yeah. and all of the, the repercussion and the pushback from that, um, that like she, you know, almost loses her job or all of those and her status and like her, the respect and trust of people um and like you know luke is the one over here making these decisions for them basically yep. um especially like in regards to darth vader yeah. and right and like i just i really like that freed finally took the time to tell us about Endor from Will's point of view because that was hinted at in like the first book and now finally back around that it's like, yeah, I mean, it's space battle, space battle, but like the important part was seeing Luke and being like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Wait this, a second there. This is, your, this is your hero right here, this guy? What? Who's currently like <laughs> holding a ceremony for Mr. Genocide over you. <laughs> and I so appreciate that it was Will because like I mean we in Star Wars we always Luke Skywalker is the hero and he's always right. like seen as the hero and I feel like within the world of Star Wars we always assume that everyone sees him as a hero too and if it was like Chas or Erica telling the story it'd be totally different right because right. they're yeah. cynics but Will is not a cynic and so 
Will being the optimist who is in this situation is not even willing to give Luke the benefit of the doubt. I'm just like, okay, yep. that that is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at this moment, obviously, they're both thinking about Quell. And Chess leaves, wondering where she can find Kairos, because she thinks that Kairos will be, I don't know, be able to talk to her about this. And also same Chess, because I also want to find Kairos. Yeah, Kairos will be good to talk to, and they're definitely not going to make any impulsive decisions together that will lead to dire consequences later on in this When book. has Kairos ever made an impulsive decision? <laughs> <laughs> right before she almost died multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Back to Quell, and actually back to Quell. Oh, wait, Meg, you'd stuff talking about Oh, it's just like, yeah, Kairos is the person to talk to about <laughs> your feelings. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Chess knew what she was doing. After you leave Will Lark. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. got she got enough feelings talk from Will Lark. She wanted something else out of the yeah. exchange. We had big feelings time. Now it's big revenge time. Yeah. <laughs> now big it's reaction big time. Chess and Qu- Chess and Kairos time. Um, back to Quell, and actually back to Quell this time. She's accepted Keys' mission. She's not entirely sure of her reasons for anything anymore. She's very confused by conflicting emotions because who among us? But she does also really want to know what's up with the messenger. So also it's not like she has a choice anyway, because if she refused, then maybe he'll find out why why and everything. Um, hey, it's her ship from the fucky Sith Tower. <laughs> That's still there. She still owns it. Oh, yes. um, she's being sent off while the rest of the two or four fight to destroy Chidawa. I like that my thing says, read this. Hero wasn't thinking. <laughs> Was it just that part? <laughs> no. Um, Harrison Dola wasn't thinking about Quell, but only because she'd gotten very good at not thinking about certain subjects. Absent friends, her faraway son, her difficult father, the toll of her choices on the people under her command. I'm sorry, Compared her who those, Her faraway son, her, her difficult what father. Now? Her faraway son. son. Her difficult father. Jack and Sandula. She has wow, a kid. Did, did we actually get a reference to Harrison Dola? I mean, I old. <laughs> We did just before Star because War? she mentioned that Kanan was the father of her child. So we've had two mentions now of it's Jason. It's appeared once and never yeah. was mentioned ever again. We're on Jason watch here and we found him. He's far away. No, I don't. That doesn't count. Yeah, I don't that think doesn't we found count. Him. <laughs> All we know is he's far away. He's Potentially with her dad, I wonder. We can confirm that he is not that, here. That's a clue. We've not yet seen him. <laughs> yeah. Not here. He's not here. He's far He's away. He's not on the Chad planet. Think... Which, like, good for him. I... Good yeah, for him. shouldn't He's be on, on the Chad, Chad planet. <laughs> I like to think he's with her dad. Because that seems... Yeah, he's with his um, grandpa champ. Yeah. Oh, I don't uh, like no. that Chad very much either. <laughs> yeah, that's actually bad now that now that you say it out loud. He's probably with his, his Uncle Callus and Uncle Zeb. Yes. You know? Yeah, there yeah. We go. Now it's better. Yeah, there we go. That's way better. Yeah. And his, um, his uh, nanny droid uh, chopper. And compared with all that, what? Harris is like, Chopper, I've got a new job. It's very important. I need you to babysit my child. And Chopper's like, I don't want to do this, but I love you. So I will. And so she finds Quill and has her reprogram Chopper the same way that he reprogrammed IG-11. And Chopper now has the base function of protective. You can't reprogram Chopper. Chopper's already got a personality. Reprogram him. Not Chopper. Child care is hard to come by in the galaxy. You go to dire straits to find affordable daycare. Chopper has like held before. There's an episode where he's like holding bees. He could be a he could be a babysitter without any. He do it for He do it for Hang on, hang on, hang on. The ability to hold a baby (laughs) does not 
qualify one is also there. to be a babysitter. Look, okay, you know, holding a baby is a good first date. For an extended period of time, really, this is the question. No, no. <laughs> Not even after reprogramming, no. <laughs> Honestly, out of the three that we named, Callus is the most reliable one. <laughs> Callus is the most reliable. He's the one that would actually, like, be like diaper change time and all of that stuff right and they would be like I, oh, I Teddy with just having a heart attack was Deb is like throwing him like a foot like throwing Jake <laughs> yeah. yeah they're the good <laughs> uncles they're the fun uncles Zeb's yeah. the fun uncle and Callus is the responsible uncle yes. yeah yeah <laughs> um compared with all of the other things she's to worry about what does Qual matter to her um she tried to be quite kind she tried to be a mentor but she can't be responsible for Qual's choices because she is an adult so instead, she's just not going to think about her. That's oh, the adult way of yeah, dealing with your that's, problems. That's that's always for you before, Hera. You get, uh, yep, not thinking about it always works. That's how I deal with it too. Hera, girl. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, they arrive at Chadawa, which is so fucking cool. I love this so much. They're, they're like massive silver rings composed of satellites embedded in crystal housing surrounding the ocean planet like a cage. This is cool as fuck. But there's a cage around the planet. No, a cage, in, it's a protective cage. It's a good cage. It's a good cage. You mean, it um, really seems I mean, it looks like it a cage, but it's not actually a cage. Mm, it seems like it's actually a cage. <laughs> Look, okay, there is context in future chapters on why this is good, but it's not in this chapter. But it I've, is for so a good I've reason. Read, I've read up to chapter 12, mm -hmm. but it sure does seem like it functions as a cage. <laughs> I mean, what is the planet going to do? Escape? Where is it going? I'm just saying it, murder, <laughs> it ends up murdering people. <laughs> Yeah, but it wouldn't have if the Empire hadn't come along, so. I mean, they are you the can blame Empire, the Empire for that. Like, the, the planet is Imperial rule. Yeah, that's true, it is. Um, <laughs> it's still a cool as hell planet, because it's... Uh, there are two wolves inside me. Planet shouldn't have a cool as hell planet. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you know I love some mega structures in space, and this is that. Um, <laughs> scanners? Nope. Yep, scanners and comms are down. They have to boost because of the radiation particles or something. They have to boost everything to the comms array, like 300% with no encryption, which means the enemy will hear everything, but that's better than flying deaf and mute. And also the enemy has to do the same thing. Mm. Hera tells him to send a message to Chadawa to say they're here to help. She's being very optimistic about Chadawa potentially working with them. <laughs> will tells her that all fighters are ready and Hera gives an inspirational speech. I guess. Yeah, she just said, uh, nope, I, I'm going to say this. We told Chidawa was built by an unknown species eons ago. No one knows why or how, but since then, billions of people have caught at home. They were born, they grow old, and they died here, and the history is part of the galaxy's history. Shadowing wants to render Chidawa uninhabitable. They want to make it part of the Empire story. I say we make sure it sees another eon or two. May the force be with us all. And then she's like, that wasn't my best speech. Like, fucking hell, Hera. <laughs> Some high standards. Has to keep inspirational speeches, yeah. and she, you know she's like, man, that wasn't a good, that was a good one, understandable, you know. But it kind of yeah. looks to her to be like, hey, you gonna say something right now, here? Yeah, she's like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, yep. <clears throat> here we go. It's <laughs> gonna ad lib this one. <clears throat> um. Oh yeah, and then I'm just gonna fucking read this bit because I have no idea how to sum this up at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I have no idea. Chidawa hadn't just been constructed, it had been built to a machine's exacting specifications. The engines powering its rotation and heating, its oceans, vented massive quantities of radioactive particles. Particles siphoned off by the planet's satellite rings and periodic periodically expelled into the surrounding volume of space. At high tide, immediately after the particle's expulsion, the radioactive flood was enough to disrupt the systems of any vessel unprotected by the cage of rings. Navigation would be dicey, combat likely impossible. Even at low tide, the ambient particle count was enough to scramble scanners and comm systems. The only saving grace was that the two fourth was just as a disadvantage as the New Republic. They too would need to rely on visuals to identify and track foes. They too would need to maintain calm silence or be overheard by the deliverance and its fighters. So basically this planet just shoots out radiation um, because the engines that are actually powering this <laughs> constructed planet need to off offload that radiation. Um, so the entire planet's constructed, not just the rings. The locals can hide in the rings to keep the two of fourth at bay, but if shadowing breaks through, they can embed themselves in orbit and destroy the planet while the deliverance is forced to lay siege. As the fighters make contact, Chess fucking yells out, Hey, Quell, I know you're fucking listening, Quell. Hey, Quell. I love this um, so much. <laughs> and everyone reading this book is like, Oh my fucking God, Chess. And Hera's like, Oh my fucking God, Chess. And I like how Stormbait is like, Should we do something about it? And Hera's like, eh, It'd be more awkward if do? I try to do something about it. Just let it play out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Because um, Chess get is it. Quite, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chess it's like that moment on the Zoom call well. when someone's not muted and they're having a side conversation and you're like, "Do I? is it more awkward if I call it or like just let them notice it for a bit? And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chess is trying to bait Quell and then the imps jam the signal, it seems. A ship moves away from the freighter real fast and jumps away. And Hera watches as the B-Wing and U-Wing follows it and she's instantly knows that what's happening here, exactly what's happening here. And she tries to get someone to stop them even though they have no communications or anything. She's like, please God, someone stop them. But they can't stop them and Quell, Chess and Kairos jump to hyperspace. And Chess and Kairos are jumping entirely blind, so it could go real bad for them. Um, but at least it's not the whole alphabet squadron. They still got Yeah, now we have here. an A and a Y-Wing. We're saved. <laughs> Great, we got the boys. <laughs> <laughs> the jamming stops when the ship disappears, and Will tells Hera that the two of fourth have broken through. The jamming was obviously Quell, I assume. She wants to tell him to keep pressing them, but the rings start to coruscate, which is a cool word. And she tells him to pull back now. The ring cave, the ring cage glows and erupts with color and light, and the ship's bridge goes dead silent. The fighter squadrons made it out in time, at least, but they're kind of just floating in the breeze. Shadowwing, however, is inside the rings and can start cindering Chidawa while the rebels have to wait for the particle count to drop. She tries to smile and be confident and says it's time for them to do things the hard way. And that's the end when of the do spot. we not do things when the hard way yeah. in the, uh, in the uh, New it's Republic? It's also known as the squadron way. Yeah. She loved the image of Chash being like, hey, Quill, I know you're Quill. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the moment she does that, just being like, oh no, this cannot end well for anybody. <laughs> nope. Someone's cover sure is getting blown. Yep. Good thing she's apparently disappearing on her own ship, though. Yeah. But she also won't know if the people on her ship heard Jess before she could jam her or not. So this could go so yep. many ways, honestly. <laughs> <sighs> Yikes. Yikes. 
Speaking of yikes. <laughs> Ash, are you ready for this week's listener question? Or no. last week's listener question, I guess. They're like, no, absolutely um, not. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. Last week we asked, what song should Ash sing for us on the next episode in the voice of Sai Snoodles? Um, do, do, do we need to answer this question? Oh, yeah, we do. All right. My answer um, is Dancing Queen by ABBA. Oh, shit, that's so much better. <laughs> that's, that's a really good one. That's a good one. It's a very good one. My answer is Wild Wild West by Will Smith. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn, everyone's saying really good things. Now I'm doubting all of my thoughts. <laughs> first thought, best thought, go. Okay. Bohemian my Rhapsody, just thought... because of the number oh, of wow. size noodles voices she would they would have to do. Okay, but yeah. imagine a Bohemian Rhapsody music video, but it's for size noodles. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, doing all of the voices that are in Bohemian Rhapsody, but you're doing them as size noodles doing them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Sounds like so much work. <laughs> That's yeah. so much work. I, sorry, you signed up for this. I you didn't sign up for this. We signed you up. <laughs> yeah, we made you do it. <laughs> See, I struggle with this because I don't listen to, to any music that anybody else listens to. But the one I was going to say got stolen by Greg. Au revoir so by the front bottoms. Yeah, au revoir by the front bottoms. <laughs> Staff, I um, don't know what that is. I know. It's the problem is all of the good front bottom songs are just Nobody listens to that. Um, I was going to say something. Greg stole it, so I'm going to say Kiss from a Rose. I love Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. That's one of my Kiss from a Rose songs. is a great song. It's a great song. It's also because the lyrics make no sense. Yeah, exactly. Ash, I'm not even come in when it's your turn. <laughs> we I'm not even got, confident in my ability to do a nice noodle's voice. Have you practiced this at all? No. You had a whole week. You knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah, why would they practice? Why would anyone practice this, honestly? I've never I'm, practiced a voice I'm, in my I'm life. an actual musician that has actual work to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's a really good point. I'm an actual podcast producer who has actual work to do, and yet somehow I find time to put this on the internet every week. <laughs> I'm an actual writer who's writing to do, and yet I'm still writing your D's jokes. Yeah, we all are making sacrifices here, Ash. <laughs> Professional sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> so professional. <laughs> I know during the day tomorrow I'm gonna Photoshop smooth slice noodles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all have to do these things. It's true. <laughs> Meg, something, something, DEI. It's it's all there. <laughs> it's all there. Do yeah. I have a question for myself? <laughs> <laughs> Just ask a question for yourself. Song should I sing? I don't know. I hate my beloved. Wait, in the parts. That's my voice. <laughs> We're only had... getting bits and pieces, but if you're asking if yeah. you should sing every song, the answer is yes, definitely. Yes. No. <laughs> do I? I have to answer this question. If so, my choice is I hate my for loving you. Parts. That's a good. That's, that's a good answer. Choice. That's a good that's answer. Yeah. Um, another one I was thinking of that would be really funny is. Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. That's a great <laughs> song. That song fucking yeah. slaps. Yep. And Sice Noodles doing that song would be really funny. Ooh, or Material Sice Girl. Sice Noodles singing This Kiss by Faith Hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like 2-0. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Nice. What about sliced noodles singing hallelujah? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I haven't like, I considered like a sliced noodles ballad. Like the hallelujah chorus like... or Jeff Buckley hallelujah? Jeff Buckley, <laughs> Jeff Buckley hallelujah. hallelujah. Like, two 50 sliced noodles like lined up doing the hallelujah chorus or duel of the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I feel like the But uh... Oh, what about uh, everyone? Size noodles go... doing Dolly Parton's nine to five. A completely in a completely different tone. Size noodles doing Mad World. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Size noodles doing Ash, I'm so sorry, Delilah. You have to make a full album. <laughs> Slice Noodles doing Screaming Infidelities by Dashboard what if, Confessional. What if we did a... Ash, what if we set up a GoFundMe to, to fund uh, time for you to do this professionally? <laughs> oh my god. Because I guarantee we would fund that shit so fast. So fast. Was this our first Kickstarter project? Yeah. Oh my god. Found it. Slice Noodles doing Fitter Happier by Radiohead. <laughs> have to do the full album now <laughs> yeah all right let's see what our listeners had to say oh, yeah they apparently had some funny things to say oh yeah they also had ideas we can do this all day you know <laughs> yeah, apparently like we, we just had so many <laughs> ashes day at rogue pod con which we were talking about last week we all have a day it's yeah. just us <laughs> putting in requests <laughs> as size noodles <laughs> Uh, Yubzi said, when you kept saying, God damn, I almost couldn't resist suggesting Barrett's privateers, but I think I actually have to go with The Sex is in the Heel from Kinky Boots, which is a musical <laughs> I'm not familiar with. I'm not familiar with that musical. It's all, it's all um, Cindy Lauper songs. It's all, it's like, very, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know anything about music. <laughs> it's good. Knowledge of music is a prerequisite for being a good Rogue Podrid co-host after yeah, all. Ash got all the music knowledge that didn't that didn't stick in my brain. <laughs> yeah, that's our... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what either of these songs are, but sex in the heel isn't like uh sex is in the heel doesn't sound super promising. <laughs> yeah. It's totally fine. Uh Greg said Ash should sing Careless Whisper in Size Noodle's voice. Jesus Christ. Yep. A classic. Somehow uh, we asked the question name a song just tell us the name of a song and tom and the fanboy we... still has six lines of text here oh tom the fanboy <laughs> has two answers <laughs> not one but two the first answer is size noodles wrote this torch song when her old flame broke up with her on troith it was partially inspired by a chorus she heard from one of the local churches and is about letting go of not just her pain but also her ability to love and trust. And the song is Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. <laughs> I, okay, Tom. <laughs> I don't know where I was expecting that to go. And this next answer, which is also from Tom the Fanboy, is when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist, and a pres- I don't know how to pronounce this word. Exactly what it looks like. Proboscis. Proboscis. Yep. In your face. You get sprung. Uh, for the confused faces, um, that is "Baby Got Back" by Sir Mixalot. I'm not oh, confused. I, I know the I'm song. mad that someone's more that wasn't a confused face. That wasn't a confused face. That was an uncomfortable face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they look very similar. 
That was not a confused. I know that I know the reference. <laughs> I just don't feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just making sure there was lost silence. <laughs> Raising Fangirl said, I was going to give a bad answer, but you all took it. So <laughs> we so, only had good answers. Excuse it now, me. It now seems like we did the same thing on two episodes. We were like, how about this one? How about this one? How about this one? <laughs> Uh, so zombie, either the original, original or bad wolves. I really like. I love zombie. that song I and the like idea that would ruin it. <laughs> I the idea of size noodles singing that song is very funny. Like I like I have no mind's eye, but I have a very good mind's ear, and I am having a great time with this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a horrible time. In case you all were wondering, <laughs> we were. But thanks this. for thanks for your input. <laughs> it's noted. <laughs> Bentham's icon said anaconda, but the original was about the male gazes focus on big snoots instead of big patoots. Big snoots! Big snoots <laughs> instead of big patoots! <laughs> maybe my favorite string of five words that has ever been strung together. Yeah, a focus on big snoots instead of big patoots. Yeah, I think that's that's our new Twitter bio. Twitter sure. bio yeah. <laughs> I love that. X-Wings in History said, my immediate thought was that Ash Snoodles. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. that, that's too far, X-Wings. That's too have far. We, no. Have we crossed a line, no. Ash? <laughs> it's, that's good. Listen, I called um, myself Ash Rendar on Twitter for years. <laughs> yeah, actually. Not yeah, that bad. Come on. I guess don't throw stones. At least I Ash Snoodles is a musician. Stones, glass houses. It's one yeah. letter away from yeah. Ash Noodles, which is honoring your heritage. So like. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the Italian hate this episode? Oh my God. We're going to have to put a content warning on this episode for. <laughs> for Italian. Italian. I mean, I've literally started a podcast where we just make fun of British people the entire time. So, like, I've just got it out for all Europeans now, apparently. If any of you want to start... <laughs> yeah, they're not Europeans, Danny! If any... Who is If any of you want to start a British where you make fun of... Britain is, is part Europe. of Europe. What you, have you literally missed Brexit? What are you talking about? Oh, just because they say the they're continent. not part of Europe does not mean that they're not European. I'm they're not, not Europe part of the, the European EU. Union, but they're part of the continent. Oh, yeah, of I Europe. forgot that the Europe is its own continent. <laughs> <laughs> Europe existed before the European Union. Brexit means that British people are no longer Europeans, is my favorite take. <laughs> <laughs> they're not europeans anymore <laughs> you were so adamant like we were oh. being stupid yeah i i was just oh, i just yeah. thought i was like what are the americans talking about Everyone but no it was this. me it was me Seth was so sure she's like have you not been watching the news for the last year <laughs> They left the European <laughs> Union. They're not oh, Europeans not anymore. European. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please, please take this away from oh, me. So anyway, X-Wings in history said, uh, my, immediately, my immediate thought was that Ash Snoodles should sing Toxic by Britney Spears. Yes. It's the song Cy wrote about falling for zero, but she wrote it after she <laughs> murdered him. Oh. <laughs> yes, I, I appreciate the in-canon explanation, in-universe mm -hmm. explanation for why she's singing the song. 
Love that. I love toxic. And finally, Odie said Agatha all along, but re rewritten for an, for any in-universe character with a three-syllable name like Boba Fett, Palpatine, or Subio. See, this is the one I'm most inclined to do because I already have made a backing track for it. Yeah. It requires yeah. very little work. I was like, look, I already did all the work. Also, for like, one, so. Palpatine all along Palpatine is would very make funny. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it was Palpatine, Palpatine all along. It the entire saga. Everything. It's been Palpatine all along. Who is real fucking creepy? Yeah. Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> See, and now, that's perfect. Sex noodles voice. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, is this your size noodles voice? That's not my size noodles voice. Okay. Hang on, one second. I forget oh what she sounds like. I'm pretty oh sure boy. I can. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think most of us have done a size noodles voice at this point, so it only makes sense. I think sense I can imitate now. this. I don't think I've ever done a size noodles voice, and oh. I don't think I ever want to do a size noodles voice. <laughs> oh, Heath, he, Teddy is gonna love it. <laughs> Teddy he can, will be like, size we'll, noodles, size noodles. We'll, we'll watch the movie. Oh my gosh. We are going to mess your kid up so bad when we get to see him in person. <laughs> Just ask your dad to do size noodles. Just do it. Just ask him for size noodles. Tell Which him that you will not go to bed until he sings size noodles for you. Which one of these am I doing? That's the question. You get to decide. <laughs> yeah, it's up to you. In the meantime, I'll give a glistening body to Bentham's icon for coining the phrase snoots instead of big patoots. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I want to give one to Toxic. So X-Wings get despite the ash noodles. Um, no, you only get half of one because of the ash noodles. Yet another glistening Attack of the Clones Anakin ponytail to dinner leader. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm actually gonna he's give one, them up. one of those to him too because I know he's caught up, and um, <gasps> he could dinner. I because like he's actually he might be ahead of me in the book right now, so like I know it's not spoilers anymore. Yeah, it is. It is free. It is free to respond to our listener questions. Breaking up those Anakin braids. So many braids. <laughs> so many braids. R Rapunzel over here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I don't want to give him Brain. I want to give him the charred, not corpse of episode three Anakin that Palpatine comes and recovers at the end. You don't, <laughs> you, want, to say, you you, don't want to okay. save that in case things get real bad. Okay, oh, I hate that I'm that. saying this, okay, okay. but that's have you all noticed his little toes? His little middle toes? Dinner leaders? Dinner leaders? Dinner leaders? Dinner leaders? <laughs> no, Anakin! Oh, and the He's like, no, he's I've got, seen his toes. Whenever toes. I stand next to him, his toes are the only thing I can see me. So, like, <laughs> his toes okay. are like five feet above me. He's 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 a tall man. He's a little... <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of toes. I'm gonna do Agatha. Whose toes? <laughs> Anakin's. Anakin's toes. He's got little robot toes lines. at the end of <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. He has little robot toes that wiggle. Of course he does. His feet are gone. <laughs> Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a, an acapella version of Agatha all we'll record an actual version that maybe you can put in front of next week's episode I can track made for it oh god I have been <laughs> here so many times I am not confident in my ability to do this okay I've been here so many times and I understand I understand your pain uh any other awards or Insult. I'm giving a big listening body to Ash just for playing yeah. along with this. Yeah. I'm waiting to give mine until after I've heard the song. But <laughs> know, that, know that I will give it as soon as the song is finished. I have one to give, but we'll see. 
Okay. <laughs> is what Danny's saying. I suddenly uh, am like, um. I'm not giving a Bodie until the song has been sung is all I'm saying. Okay, I'm doing, doing it. Who's been it? I can't do it. Thank you. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, I love this. No, no, you get the body. You get it. You get it. <laughs> yeah, you get it. You Please get don't it. make me do this. Oh my that god, that was worth it. I mean, uh, this week we are asking you. An actual, like, I'm more confident in my size noodles. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. We have. We'll have the bodies ready for you next time. <laughs> this week's question: Who would be the worst babysitter in the Star Wars galaxy? <laughs> There's a lot of options. Palpatine! <laughs> I think it would depend on the baby with Palpatine. No! Any, every <laughs> baby is not safe with Palpatine. What Do you remember Oculus? Like, no oh, baby yeah, it's really safe. What baby would be safe to leave with Palpatine? Ken? Ken baby Palpatine. Palpatine. Didn't he no. babysit in the Clone Wars? Isn't there like a series of episodes where he was like kidnapping babies and like taking care of them and like probably oh, yeah, yeah. So much ridiculous shit happened Danny, in the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's like taking care of babies. <laughs> that was that was babysitting. That was <laughs> that was kidnapping force sensitive babies to do experiments on them. Couldn't the Jedi like take care of kids for a while? <laughs> <laughs> Not the same. Not the same. Oh, so that's not a bad same. thing. Still questionable, but not the same. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. All right. Close my answer is Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we have to. I, call, you can't say Palp. Like Palpatine can't be anybody's answer. Uh, it's too easy. too easy. Fine. I'm gonna I say guess, Dominic Monaghan. Any? What about like non-villains? <laughs> <laughs> right like should should we qualify this like yeah no villains because like no villains yeah. obviously that makes it too easy they're yeah. bad well yeah. they can say villains they just have to give us a reason other than they're a villain like if it's yeah. got a good answer like... okay then mine right. is gonna be the ghost of xr coon um <laughs> <laughs> stole my answer <laughs> because he's a ghost and therefore cannot actually physically lift up and hold the child <laughs> he like tries to change his diaper he's just like oh, he can't i forgot <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Forgot how this works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's my answer. The ghost of X raccoon. <laughs> yeah, top that. You can ask literally any question. Our listeners will top that by saying, "Oh, the Force Ghost of Obi Wan Kenobi." <laughs> Same reason. <laughs> All right, listeners, you can answer that question at our Twitter at roguepodron. Our email is roguepodron at gmail Our website is roguepodron.com. <sighs> If you want access to our babysitting services, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roguepodron. Subscribe via the roguepodron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever. I'm not saying all these fucking names. Whatever podcast you like. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many names now. Rate and review us on iTunes, please. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Well. <laughs> look, I'm just saying, look, it's iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Feedburner, Google, uh, Pocket Cast. There's other ones. That was, you listen that was to seven, podcasts, search for Rogue Podron. I'm sure hey, you'll find it. Or you can just listen in your browser at roguepodron.com. Oh, yeah. Or on SoundCloud. All right, listeners. Next time, Victory Sprays, chapters 9 through 11. It gets real. Even more so. It's only, oh, God, it's only chapter 9. <laughs> yep. Hey, we're, so, hitting, we're hitting part 2.
Yeah, but like it's still only part two and so many things have happened, but there are still so many things that have yet to happen. There are so um, many more things that happen, yeah. So brace yourselves, chapters nine through 11. And with that, this is Rogue Padron. Thank God we are signing off. Pash out. I'm so sorry. I was not at all confident in my ability to do that. That's fine. No, we were great. My brain kept trying to put Agatha all along to the beat of Jedi Rocks. That's an idea. <laughs> I will record an actual version to you next week. This week, whenever I get around to it. That sounds amazing. I'm so excited. Me too. <laughs> like I said, I'll give the Bodhi once I've heard it. <laughs> Danny's, Danny's a pitchfork over here waiting to give the rating. It's not that, no, 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 no. It's not because I'm gonna, gonna like rate it whether it's good or not. It's just that I will believe that it's gonna happen when I see that it has happened. That's fair. This that's, is Rogue Padron. That's fair. Yeah, that's the Rogue Padron way. Up with, we, it, the wiki needs a list of like all the promises that we've made. <laughs> all, all the things we said we're gonna do or work Unfulfilled on. promises. <laughs> right. A Rogue Padron story. <laughs> <laughs> going to update our Twitter bio to be unfulfilled promises. Uh, Danny's gone. Say something that they can't edit. Mods are, mods are gone. <laughs> mods are asleep. Talk about smooth Yoda. Uh, post, post smooth size noodles. Mods are asleep post smooth size noodles. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad we evolved to smooth size noodles. Once, once again, size noodle. I'm telling you, size noodles. It happened again. <laughs> Keith, is that a Photoshop you could make? Just how because do, how size noodles are pretty smooth. I don't know. Just, is it, use the blur tool. I don't know. Is it one I could make? Probably. Is it one I want to spend time making? No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, that, that would be a time. It's not. Blur it's tool. Not. Okay, I can figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I believe in you, Danny. Why smooth, does she look like that? Smooth that shit out. <laughs> hey, well, speaking of smoothing things out. 